Hello, you're Doinks out there. Welcome back to another episode of Doinks, where myself, Michaela, and Josh will be recapping week 14 of the NFL season and previewing week 15. As well as chatting about a little bit of news. Oof, um, yes, the news. A little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> the biggest part. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to bring this show to a screeching halt. Yep. <laughs> the legendary Bronco. Very recent player, Demarius Thomas, tragically passed away last week. And it caught the NFL family, the league. Particularly the Broncos. Yes. Um, it was a huge shock. Oh, yeah. And 33? 33 Three? years old. I mean, yeah. younger than me. Yeah. You're old. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Ooh. So... Wow, just throw some cabbage. The, the, the best, <laughs> the best part, the best tribute I saw. Rather, um, there were two actually. Um, one was at the very beginning of the Broncos uh, Detroit game when they took the intentional delay a game, mm-hmm. ten men on the field, um, and Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver, the star wide receiver right now in De- uh, Denver, Denver. Um, takes a knee at the eighty-eight yard line. Well, they figured that out. That's the 12. The 12. <laughs> but is it going their way? Going the other, whatever. Regardless. It's 88 yards from the end zone. Yes. He took a knee at the 88 um, in support of number 88. Um, and then at the very end, um, the interception, later, the interception mm-hmm. where they go celebrate on the number yeah. for DT. Um, horrible uh, accident. I don't know what happened. I believe I heard that he died of a stroke which he suffered from strokes, which is why he retired early due to CTE complications, I believe. Um, so he uh, tragically passed away last week. So our hearts, prayers, family, uh, with the Tom- Thomas family and the rest of the league yep. um, in yep. the morning. And now, continuing on a lower note, um, s- the couple- shit that won't go away. Yeah, some news that came out today of the most recent COVID outbreak in the NFL. The big notes are the Rams facility, Mm -hmm. um, specifically Odo Beckham Jr., testing positive for COVID-19. He will have to be out. I don't know if he's vaccinated. I don't know what the... It's 10 days. It's 10 days. Regardless, it's 10 days. So he is... just knock Maggie out for the year or something, but whatever. (laughs) Regardless, um, the Rams facility has locked down harder um, because of they've brought on harder um, COVID protocols, um, self-inflicted because of this outbreak, um, and they don't want it to get any further. Um, the one that got pretty far was Cleveland's. Eight names. There's two more teams, too, that I'm seeing. There's two more? Washington and the Chiefs have Jones on the Chiefs is on the COVID list, and Washington has uh, Fuller joins their list too so so i don't want to celebrate because covid sucks but i want to celebrate because philly's playing washington this week yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um but yeah the sh- as dave said the shit that won't go away is it's still rearing its ugly head yeah my hope is that we don't have a stop of play i unfortunately think that there might because you think about it you're gonna get it's just getting colder this would be normally the cold season anyways. And I think it's just, it's going to be a certain point where teams are just like, it's not worth the risk and they're just going to stop. Which Dave's, sucks. Dave's holding his face right now because he doesn't want to take it political. 
on on a quote unquote political note, they don't want the stoppage of play because of course they don't want to lose the money mm-hmm. because with last year without the fans, all the millions and millions of dollars, not just the NFL lost, NBA, hockey, baseball, like no one wants a stoppage of play. But we saw it all in the salary caps. Every yeah. salary cap across the board had to fall mm-hmm. because revenues dropped. Yeah. Okay. None of these owners want a stoppage, and none of these owners are going to allow a stoppage. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is, okay? We they're have going to, to we they're just, going to pick teams off of JV high school local teams. No, we just have to come to the fucking conclusion. We're gonna live with this stuff. It's a fucking virus. Like it's what it is. Okay, we live with the flu. We live with SARS. That shit's still around. We live with the fucking bubonic plague. That shit's still around. They're fucking viruses. Okay. We're going to live with it, and it's going to be around for a very long time. Eventually, someone's got to pull their head out of their ass and be like, hey, you know, it's like the 15th stream of this shit. Hmm, I wonder if it's going to be around forever. And just realize it's going to be around forever. Like every year when the summer comes around, what do we worry about? West Nile, because of mosquitoes, right? Happens every fucking year. Do we shut the world down for West Nile? Mm -mm. Okay. Do people stop flying to Egypt? Mm-mm. Okay, All right, and you're talking about something that's transmitted very easily. Mosquitoes bite the shit out of me every year. I don't know about you guys, but they like oh, yeah. My, yeah. they like my German blood. Yeah. Okay, I have I must I must be super sweet. So <laughs> they get just, drunk off my Scottish blood. Just all I know is that this shit isn't going away. So shutting team facilities down or shutting a league down for an extended period of time makes absolutely no sense to me. None is, whatsoever. Is unfortunately because with the NBA, they were able to do the NBA bubble. Now, granted, there were well, still so no fans. Well, so did the NHL. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the NFL isn't like that. They're not able to. No, go. they're stadiums. Exactly. You have to. You have to There's go. There's no way that they're going to be. And you don't have football fields. You don't have 32 football fields like that. No, that's able to do. No, because so. they were able to go to world, the wide world at Disney or whatever is what they did with the NBA. And yeah. The NHL thing did something in Canada or whatever it was, but it's. They had one on each side of the country. It, doesn't it's just it's maddening at this point like it's truly maddening at this point and i'm not even going to go into the whole other side of this debate i'm just going to stick with what it is this is just nonsense at this point i can i i I bet you i bet you after the game that odell beckham had this past weekend he was at some fucking club hanging out around thousands of people celebrating I can put my, I would put my, I put my life on it. SoFi is in LA. Mm -hmm. LA is one of the biggest hotspots in the country. I would put my life on it that he went out and celebrated after that. And how many, what do you think is the percentage of football players who go and do that every week? A lot. They're out in the public, right? I've, I've, I've seen more concerts announced this week. Corn's going on tour with Chevelle and Code Orange next year. Sign me up. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts Arena in, in Providence, Rhode Island. Basically the size of an anus. It's so tiny. So, what, they're going to... They're gonna. Res- I mean, I'm going to see... Um... You've been going to concerts like crazy. Let me guess, they've been, they've been packed, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Slipknot was packed. Like sardines. Exactly. All right, so... We're learning to live with it. So, yeah, I went to go see a show at Lupo's, which if anybody's in the local area, they know how tiny Lupo's is. Yeah, Lupo's is, again, we talked about an anus. A thousand person donuts. venue. It's, it's no, a thousand person. I was in Brighton Music Hall. That's like- It's 300. Yeah. It's a 300 like, person venue. I've been there. It's um, so- Yeah, because you're talking about that tour. I'm going 
complete off topic. <laughs> um, Ice Nine Kills, Motionless and White, and Black Veil Brides are going on tour together. I'm going to the Fillmore in Philadelphia, which is a tiny venue. Yeah, unless you're going to see like these big artists like a Taylor Swift. Or you're not going to see them at a stadium. Yeah, you're going like, to see them in a tiny yeah. arena. Exactly. If that even. Yeah, a hall, an arena, whatever it is. But if the teams or the league decides to shut down, I'm going to blow a gasket. Like I'm going to come on here and I'm just going to blow a gasket. It's like ridiculous at this point. It really is. All right, I understand. Whatever you got to put the the players into into this quarantine protocol and stuff like that. Would you do the same thing if the guy had the flu? No, you just they'd be sat for COVID uh, non COVID related illness, mm-hmm. but they'd still be on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't the flu contagious? Mm-hmm. Okay, almost as contagious okay. as COVID. I'm done. <clears throat> I'm done. Let's get to the week of NFL. The week of <laughs> NFL that was going to the week. My uh, records were one ten eighty three and one for myself. Dave ninety three one hundred and one. Michaela eighty two sixty three and one. Angela eighty two seventy nine and one. Darian twenty three and twenty one. Thursday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> Kirk Cousin looks elite. Started. Oh shut up. He looks elite. Oh shut up. Yeah, Dalvin Kirk, Cook. I trust. I was gonna Dal- say Dalvin Cook. Yeah, didn't Dalvin my- Cook have almost like two hundred yards he in did total have offense? Yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but who handed him the ball? <laughs> who also threw two interceptions? Exactly. Shut your little pretty mouth over there. Yeah. Shut it. Yeah. Why don't you get a Kirk Go Cousins on. tattoo? <laughs> I'll get. I'll get, get the, the inc- horns. I'll get the in Kirk I trust, and then put oh. the circle across through it. I was gonna say even stupider than I thought. My God, God. Damn it. I mean, this was a great Thursday night game. It was. It was a it was good a fun game. game. Yes, it was a great game. It the was. night games we had this week were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I whatever. Minnesota won. There's fine. I just want to get is this what it off is. my chest because this was a big talk about unlike sports radio. A lot of people are saying what Chase Claypool did wasn't a big deal. I disagree. That's I think what he did deal. was such a fucking big deal. And people are like, oh, it probably would have saved him like two seconds. I'm like, no. That's another play. It would have saved him one to two plays. And if he, if Ben Roethlisberger had another one to two chances to throw it in the end zone, I would have a, I would think highly that he would have gotten it at least once. Maybe they might not have gotten the two point conversion, but I would have think they've gotten in the end zone if so, they had more chances. I think. I definitely agree with you saying that the celebrating too much, so excited, but you're still down by six or still down by eight. Mm -hmm. You're down by a score and a two-pointer, which you have to make both to tie the game. To celebrate a, what was it, like a 12-yard if that. Celebrated a first down. Yeah. He celebrated a first down. Forget how far he went. It doesn't matter. He celebrated a first down. Okay. When you're losing. Yes. When there's 30, 45 seconds left in the game? Not even. It was less than that. Like, it was a stupid decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't agree with Michaela more. Like, what's happened to Tomlin to allow these guys to be such idiots? I think think Tomlin is checked out right now with this team. I don't know if he's checked out. No, I don't think he's checked out, meaning, like, he's done coaching. I think he's... Writing this, he, he's writing this season up as a loss. He's going to go into the new year. But they're with still a, in it. Yeah, they're still in it. The yeah. AFC North, they're still in yeah. it. They're what a game and a half or two games back. Something along those lines. Like there's no it, the AFC North. Like there's no. Clear... I think I think they're tied with Cleveland, Cincinnati, 
for for they're, second. They're one game back. Okay. So you think they're one game back from a, a wild card spot? Like they're not completely out of it yet. Yeah, like what an idiot! What an well, what an I, idiot! I, the reason I say I think he's I think they're out of it is because does Tomlin have the faith? In Grandpa Roethlisberger, if they make it to the playoffs, to do anything, I just think he. I I honestly think if they got to the playoffs, they could play spoiler. They're, they're really good. They're good enough on. Is defense. that so? That's what Cleveland did last year. Correct. Yeah. They could play against Pittsburgh. They could play spoiler. They, re, they realistically could play spoiler. They could get in there, and TJ Watt could have a game of his life, and they could steal a game. And by stealing a game, it changes the entire narrative of what their entire season was. Okay, so. It's all. It's all. It's all, it's, all it's all about getting to the dance, mm-hmm. and then see what you, know, you can do. Out of see it. what you can do out of it, and carrying that momentum into the following year. Yeah, because you you're right. Like, does he have realistic expectations to get to the Super Bowl? Hell no. Yeah. But the, if you get to the playoffs, that can like change their perspective on these next things. few weeks are really going to be telling for these Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, it's going to be telling for the entire division because yeah. it's it. This as we've been saying, the win. AFC North does not want to <laughs> win football games. Yeah. It, it it's it's way the too close. best record in the in the divisions. What eight and five. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's with a loss that the Ravens just Yeah. that we'll talk about. Up next, the New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Jets. Taysom Hill carries the ball eleven times for two touchdowns, but fumbles twice. <laughs> throws fifteen for twenty one for a buck seventy five. And that's all I have. I mean Alva Camaro is back. That's what yes. I didn't take into account when I picked the Jets, which a coworker of mine definitely grilled me about. J E T. He literally Jets, came in the Jets, next day. He's Jets. like, Why the hell did you pick the Jets? I'm like I told him today, I'm like, I didn't take into account Alvin Kamara. No, shut up. <laughs> and that's what it was. Well, he, Alvin Kamara has been missing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like So the fact that he weeks. actually came back against a, a JV squad yeah. is kind of like not fair. But yeah, it it's, when he's he- it's when he's healthy, so he's out there. Apparently uh-huh. he's healthy this week. <laughs> this is where he can rack up some big stats. Mm-hmm. Oh, my offensive player of the week actually came out of the Thursday night game. And it oh. hurts my pride to pick a Viking, but it's Dalvin Cook. Oh, he had a... Monster. He was. So I'll be completely honest. I did not pick an O point and depot the uh Opo and depot this week because <laughs> I completely forgot about it. I'll just completely. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was a beast. There, this he's week. the reason they won that game. Oh, of course he is. He does. The running game controls the clock. It controls the clock. And why did yes Pittsburgh not have a lot of time? Because they controlled the clock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to a few other games where teams just grinded at the end of the mm-hmm. game to make sure that other teams did not get an opportunity to get the ball back to either get another score or tie a game or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, it hurts my soul to pick a Viking, but at least it wasn't Kirk Cousins. And the Jets are officially eliminated from the playoffs. So that makes them, in the AFC, you have them, the Texans, and the Jags all officially eliminated. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are the three teams in the AFC. Yes. And there's only... There's only one team. Only one. And we'll get to that team. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Let me check one thing real quick. Uh, eh, no, I was going to say. Uh, nah, I can give him my defensive player of the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Up next, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. Dallas came out swinging in this game. Washington made it a game towards the end, though. Because the Dallas Cowboys do what Dallas Cowboys do. Yeah. Lazy. I mean... This is just on a whim. My defensive player of the week, Mika Parsons. Oh, I was going to say Mika Parsons, too. Three, t- three tackles, no assists, two interceptions. Or not two interceptions, two sacks, one for a loss. So, I didn't pay attention to stats this week. Yeah, so. and I believe one of, his, one of his sacks was... 
Was it a forced fumble taken back for a touchdown? Um, I think so. I think it was a strip yeah. sack. I think he had a strip sack that got taken back for a touchdown. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't him, though, but Armstrong returned. Yeah, he, strip he sack. stripped the sack, saying, yeah. but Armstrong picked it, it up and, and rolled it. And then someone picked it up and took it back. Yep. So, I mean. He's a cre- conversation t- for Defensive Player of the Year. Some people are saying, Easily. not just rookie, well, but he, Defensive Player of the Year. He may be in the conversation, but. I don't think he'll win it. He'll, he, yeah. I, he'll definitely I, run rookie. He's, oh, yeah. He's running away with the rookie right now. It's incredible how how young that Dallas defense is and how good it is. And they've gotten a lot of players but back. But they need to move on from Leighton Van Der Esch. They need to really? move on from They need to move on from Why him. Why do you say? He's slowing way down. Like okay. he is a he is basically a liability being out there and having to be put into coverage. He can make all the tackles. Don't get me wrong. He's a middle linebacker, so he's going to get a lot of stats. Because but nowadays with the throwing, you need to be able to drop down and cover. Exactly. And, you know. and I like Leighton Van Der Esch, but you got to remember. Reminds me of Teddy he, was, he, was, he was hurt a few years he back. Was, yeah. And I don't know if he's ever really ever come back from the injury, but like you can just see the way everybody else on that team flies around. He just seems to be a step slower yeah. than everybody. And I, I, I would love to see them invest um, in a true like speedster middle linebacker like as much as I don't want to see Roquan Smith leave the Chicago Bears but if the Bears don't give him a true extension like could you picture Roquan Smith on that defense with Micah Parsons and Trey Diggs uh, Trey Diggs oh my Jesus. god yeah, all that three that, levels. that yeah you have all three levels taken over and that's basically how you have to build a defense is you have to build it with three studs at each level mm-hmm. and then have good enough help at at those levels so mm-hmm. Up next, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. I haven't been calling out scores. I'll call them out now. Vikings win 36-28. Saints win 30-9. Cowboys win 27-20. The Falcons beat the Panthers 29-21. My one note in this game, because I didn't take too many notes on this game, Cam Newton sucks. Case confirmed. (laughs) Yeah, he was benched again. Yeah. I don't understand what is... I think I I saw something stupid. It was like 0 for 11 in his last so many starts or something stupid like that. I mean, he's lost every game he's been back there, right? They've lost ever since he's been back because they lost yeah. the first game. And yep. I'm pretty, and then he got benched for having like a 2 for 15. 2 for 15, like, 2 for 13, whatever yeah. it was. I I don't know. I They need to figure out some of the quarterbacks. I don't, know what, I don't know why they brought him back in reality. He's not doing anything for them. And they also lost McCaffrey, so that doesn't help. Yeah, when you lose that type of weapon, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? Your entire offense is built around McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing this year, but they're yeah. they're done. Yeah. And we thought they were killing it when they were three and when they started. <laughs> I mean, they're defense. <laughs> they're defense, but the beginning. But like, again, when you're on the field as much as that is, you're eventually going to have to. You're going to eventually slow way the fuck down. Yeah. Way down. Up next, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. The Titans shut the Jags out 20 to nothing. I'm going to change my defensive player of the week. My defensive player of the week is the Tennessee College Girls distracting Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clever one. <laughs> it's clever. It really is. What the absolute hell with I mean, this game. He's out of there. He's, he's not coming back. Urban Meyer's going back to college. Doesn't every college coach go back to college? Mm-hmm. Like, that's where they have success. Correct. 
Because like you college don't get, ball you don't, is different than the NFL. Well, it, no, it's the way the teams are built. Like, it's recruiting. It's yeah. all this other. You don't college, do that. Just like if you have the best facilities and or whatever, and because you the can best recruit. boosters. Exactly. It it's all. You control the narrative by being this all-time great head coach and telling kids that you can get them, you can get them on the map. Mm-hmm. So this way that they can make their NFL dreams come true. Okay, and Urban Meyer is he one didn't of make p- his NFL dreams come true. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's for certain. Uh, That's for true. It's so bad. Like and uh, Trevor Lawrence, man, talk about just being gutted at this point. His his performance. I feel bad for this kid. Yeah, he like he's not getting any. Any help. No. And they just throw... See, this is the most discouraging thing about a kid who comes out of college. Like, is do they have the mental fortitude to deal with losing? Because they don't lose a lot in college. He when you come, lost. When you, come, when you come out in the top 10 picks as a quarterback into the NFL in the draft, you're coming from a team that has maybe one, maybe two losses throughout the whole season. Throughout the whole season? Maybe your throughout entire your career. entire career, yeah. dude. He, like, I think he had like didn't he have three or two losses his entire college career? Yes, with a national championship in there. Yes, okay. Like the there are examples going all the way back of quarterbacks who could handle it, mm-hmm. and then quarterbacks who couldn't handle it. Prime example of a quarterback who could handle it, who came from a great program, came into the NFL and had the worst interception season in NFL history for a rookie, and had the oh, yeah. and had one of the worst seasons as a rookie as a quarterback and that's Peyton Manning yep. okay and what did he go and do his second year led the team to the playoffs yep. and what's he done what did he do for the rest of his career became one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history because mm-hmm. he had the mental fortitude now let's just go to the number two pick that year in Ryan Leaf yep. Ryan Leaf fell apart as soon as he came into the NFL and couldn't deal with any adversity mm-hmm. now again two different cultures the the Colts may have been building a team for a couple of years that led to Peyton Manning having the success he had and the San Diego Chargers just didn't. Mm-hmm. But again, you there is a mental fortitude side to this. Oh, you're right. People, it's not just physical it's talent. Correct. Like, there's mental side of it. Like, football, there, there are, the NFL is mental yes, just as much as it is Because there are quarterbacks who came out and have had success their first season. Yeah. Like Robert Griffin the third or Vince Young or you know, even for a short while Matt Leinert. But then all of a sudden, like, when the losses stop piling up, like, are they able to cope with the fact that they're losing games? Mm -hmm. Is that that something that they can do? And we're about to see with Lawrence, and we're about to see with, um, um... Urban Meyer. Well, not Urban Meyer. I'm just thinking of all the quarterbacks, like, um, Zach Zach Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, You know what I mean? Like, Justin Fields. Fields. Justin Fields is another one, yes. Are they going to be able to deal with the idea that they are on losing franchises and are going to suffer more losses than they probably have suffered since high school. Yeah. Okay? Like, I, I bet you if you go back and look at Trevor Lawrence's high school record, he probably had zero losses. He probably went through his entire high school career without losing a game. And then he goes through his college, entire college career and wins a national championship and probably has two or three losses his entire career. And one of them obviously wasn't a national championship. But yeah. Like, there's a lot to be said about learning to lose. Mm-hmm. And I don't like this idea of trial by fire. Let this kid just throw the ball all over the place. Why? He's not learning by exactly. doing that. It's probably, it's probably way it more de- Way more detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they need a complete overhaul um, once again <laughs> on that franchise. It's just gross. Gross. And um, Tennessee's first shutout at home in what? 
20 years? Something like that. Something crazy. Like, Ugh. God. <laughs> so bad. Up next, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in KC. The Chiefs trample the Raiders 48-9. to Murdered. My All favorite defense. part. All defense from Kansas. This defense is, like we said the last couple of weeks. They've turned the they on the Jets. Woken and, and look up. what happens when their defense is playing like this and Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. He didn't turn the ball over. And they killed them. Yeah. I think it was something like 20 for 23. 200 and something yards, two touchdowns. It wasn't a crazy so offensive performance. 20 for 24. Hmm, very close. I like that. Crazy uh, performance. Mm-hmm. No, Not a was, crazy performance. But he was smart. Exactly. Yeah. No turnovers. Like, if you don't turn the ball over, you don't put your defense back on the field. And this is the type of game that their defense can have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though uh, Renfro went off. Hunter Renfro, Renfro, Renfro was great. Went yards, off, yeah. off for the Raiders. But, like, he was basically the only one that Carr was able to target and hit this entire game mm-hmm. because either Carr was on his ass or you Carr know was dropped back thrown to nobody. Yeah, I mean the first play from scrimmage, the Chiefs returned a fumble for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, opened the game up. Yeah, and and we've been saying Spagnola, yeah, he's always an end of the year guy. And mm-hmm. here they come. Here they defensive come. defenses win championships. Yep, true. Up next, the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Houston Texans in Houston. Seattle wins this game 33-13. to Russ throws for two touchdowns. Penny rushes for one, and uh, Lockett receives for one of them. Another guy who had a big game, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he had a crazy game. Man. I mean, it's just, I mean, granted the Seahawks, they're still under five hundred, but at least it shows that they're not completely useless. It was against the Texans. Is this? It was the Texans, but. Is this Russ's, like. Is he going to turn on the Jets at the end of the season, knowing that they're not going to make the playoffs? But is he going to turn on the Jets to show? There's no way. Well, still what not, Seattle's going to lose this, when this, he leaves? This is still not out of the playoffs, though. That's the thing. They need help, but they're not out of the playoffs. I saw a post today. It's like this is the the hardest season to predict. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. We we are what is it? Fourteen weeks in. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who's going to get the buys. We don't know who. We no. don't know who's going to be in the wild card. We don't know who's going to win the divisions. Yeah. yeah. We are 14 weeks in. and We have no fucking clue. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, it does. It does make it. Who a knows lot of what fun. the hell's gonna happen? Yep. Up next, battle of the AFC North. Neither of these teams wanted to win. Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. The Browns win this game 24 to 22. The Browns were leading this game, and they let the Ravens back into it, but they did not leave, uh, let the Lamar-led Ravens into it because Lamar was carted off, I believe, in the second quarter with an mm-hmm. ankle injury, never returned. Yeah. Was it Ga- My- Miles Garrett who tripped him up? Yeah. It was a good game. It's a game. scary injury. Yeah. I know. Yeah, somebody with wheels like that, it is very scary. Um, It was a good game, though. Um, Who's a, who's a replacement quarterback? Huntley. Yes. Yes. He's, I don't know. I forget. I, he's not from USC. It's something not a lot. He's very lines. mobile too. He's literally Lamar. He's literally he's Lamar, Lamar 2.0. I wouldn't say 2.0, no, but he's a Lamar. He's like th- Lamar Light 3.5. Very much like Lamar Light. Yeah. Like yes. you know, you remember <laughs> oh, remember yeah. back in the day when you could buy the full version of an app on the App Store, you'd have the light, light version, version. <laughs> that's the free version. It's a Lamar Light. <laughs> he's very good though. Like Oh, he's, he's great. He has the wheels. I think he can throw the ball a little bit better than Lamar. Ooh. A tiny bit? I don't know. I don't know. I Lamar's think so. been showing an arm lately. I don't know. Lately. That's tough. That's tough. He, there's only been a couple of games that he's shown it in, but 
it, it's tough there's because other there, games there's, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reason why Lamar's a starter, and oh, it's not yeah. because of his legs. It's because he can throw the ball. But I know what you're saying. Like Huntley put up some really good numbers. You also have to remember Huntley beat the Bears. Like he's he's played well mm-hmm. in Lamar's steed. Now the question is: is how long is Lamar hurt? Mm-hmm. How long is Huntley going to be on the center? Because they're leading the division right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barely. Can so. they can, can they hold on? Because if you really think about it, the two most con, the two most consistent quarterbacks in that division are Joe Burrow and Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens and I believe they're sitting at three and four. Who? I'm saying like third place and fourth place. No, um, the um, the Bengals are second, I believe, and then the um, the uh, well, Steelers are. The Cleveland and Cincy's tied. Oh, they're tied. But, but I think um, I think the Browns have a win over the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah. they get the two. Yeah. So, what are the two most consistent quarterbacks are those two? Yeah. Because your MVP candidate sucks. Baker Mayfield. Yep. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, I gotta say. But well, I mean, the MVP is going to be a running back. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be Jonathan Taylor. No way. He's going to get offensive player of the year. He's not going to get MVP. I know. Who Who's the last running back to get MVP? Anybody? Wait. I have no idea. Is it? It's not Adrian Peterson, is it? No, he never won an MVP. Isn't it? Is it a bear? Nope. You normally is bring it those facts Thompson? up. Nope. Who the hell is it? He split it with Peyton Manning. Wait, right? He's, when? I believe he split it with no, Peyton I Manning. Thought, um, I thought the Tennessee quarterback split it with Peyton Manning. The one that passed away. Oh, uh, McNair. I think it was him. Hold on, though. I honestly don't. Dave's going Barry Sanders? No. I, I, is, was it that long ago? Why can't I? Emmett Smith? Oh, my God. So, Adrian Peterson was the last one. <gasps> I didn't even know. award back in 2012. In the MVP? Holy shit. <laughs> That's the last time. Well, I didn't, and honestly... it's been quarterbacks every other time? I didn't know he. Wow, I I guessed him, and I didn't. And then I was like, "Oh no, he didn't win an MVP." Yeah, because Adrian wow. Peterson. That was the year that he went fucking off. I think. He, oh yeah, I remember that year. He was a. Uh, he was all over the place. All over the place. Was he still a Charger? No, no, he's a no, Viking. Viking. He's a Viking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of LT. You're thinking of Ladainian Tomlinson yeah, was the yeah. Charger. Yeah. Tomlinson was the the Charger. Yeah. And then he jumped around at the end of his career. AP was a Viking and then just jumped around the yeah. end of his career. Well, yeah, but uh, he's uh, what's it called? Um, he scored a touchdown that we didn't even talk about last week for the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> covering it for Alvin Kamara, he scored a touchdown. All right, I thought it was a so. So to give you an idea of the MVPs, oh, all right, oh, there was a right. there was a three year stretch where running backs won the MVP. Okay. Okay. Barry Sanders split it with Brett Favre. Okay. In ninety seven, Terrell Davis won it in ninety eight. Oh. And then Marshall Falk won it in 2000. Oh, for Greatest Show on Turf. Yes. You then had Warner, quarterback, mm-hmm. 01. Rich Gannon, 02, quarterback. Peyton Manning, Steve McNair, 03, quarterbacks. Peyton Manning, 04, quarterbacks. Sean Alexander, 2005, running back. Ladini mm-hmm. Tomlinson, 2006, running back. 2007, Tom Brady. 2008, Peyton Manning. 2009, Peyton Manning. 2010, Tom Brady. 2011, Aaron Rodgers. 2012, Adrian Peterson. 13, Manning. 14, Rodgers. 15, Newton. 16, Ryan. 17, Brady. 18, Mahomes. 19, Jackson. 2020, Aaron Rodgers. So, from 2012... 
2000 to 2020. The fact that Matt Ryan won the MVP in, what was that, 2016? It was uh, the year they played the Patriots. I know. Yeah. yeah. And what the fuck has he done since? <laughs> Nothing. So from 2000 to 2020, there have been four running backs and the rest have been quarterbacks. No wide receivers. the last time a wide receiver won a... Last time a wide receiver won MVP. I'm going to say the 80s. And I'm going to say Jerry Rice. Okay, so the last non-offensive player to win an MVP was Lawrence Taylor in 1986. Oh, and he was um, and who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants? Oh, that's easy, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Okay. So, there has never been a wide receiver to win MVP. Really? Yep. There's been a kicker. When was that? Uh, Strike short in season 1982, Mark Mosley. Oh wow! I was going to say maybe like the 70s. Nope. Nope. Wow, a wide receiver has never won it. Never. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but a fucking kicker has. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you think about it. A kicker can probably influence the game more than a. Well, on a strike short season, definitely. Yeah. I mean, look oh, at 82. Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> he was a punter, buddy. Yeah. He kicked the ball, did he not? He yeah, but a... he wasn't a place kicker. He wasn't a kicker. place kicker. He was a punter. Kicked the ball. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's the standard. Up next, the New York Giants taking on the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium. The Chargers win this game 37-21. to Glennon starts this game for New York Giants. Oh, I saw that. He goes under 50%. He was 17 for 36. Still scores three touchdowns two of, two of the, through the air, and he rushes for one. Herbert goes 23 for 31, 275 yards, three TDs in this game. It's a good game to get him back on track a little bit offensively. It's a, it's at least. a very good game against the JV squad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the rest of the New York teams, yes. JV squads. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Up next, the Denver Broncos uh, at home taking on the Detroit Lions. Denver Broncos win this game, thirty-eight to ten. We kind of talked about a little bit of this. There was a lot of emotion in this game, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what carried over that's onto the field. What carried Denver because. Holy shit, did they beat the crap out of uh, Detroit. They really did. Like, Detroit didn't even look like they belonged on the field. No. And this is not, and this is a Denver Broncos team that last week you and I said are very vulnerable to lose to a team like Detroit who's just coming off this ultra high of beating the Vikings. Yeah. And That's why we picked a Detroit. Yeah, it's I, literally, yeah. And then, of course, Denver was playing had, with emotion. Yeah, away. a lot of emotion there. Um, Just, they, they destroyed them. The the interception that that kid made was oh, incredible. And he laid all oh, the way out. Oh, he laid out, it out for that. Laid out for that interception. What a way to end, like, basically end that game because that basically iced the game at the end of it. So, golf being golf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Up next, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals and Cincy. The first of two overtime games. The San Francisco 49ers win this game 26-23. to Who is Jimmy Garoppolo without George Kittle? George Kittle is my offensive player of the week. Who's Jimmy Garoppolo without George Kittle? Anybody George... want to answer that for me? Um, in a coffin? Uh-uh. Yeah, basically he's dead. <laughs> George he's Kittle, dead. Thirteen receptions, one hundred fifty-one yards. This um, man has been going off. One touchdown. Thirteen receptions on fifteen targets. Yes, yes, because that's the only person Garoppolo is looking for. He's like, where's Gronk? Where's Gronk? Where's Gronk? Yeah. The <laughs> closest was Ayuk. Which was six for eleven, but still had almost ninety less reception yards than uh, Kittle. Kittle. 
Yeah, and every big play went to Kittle. Every big play went to Kittle. He made every play. That's how dangerous San Francisco can be when they're friggin' healthy. When that guy's healthy, they're dangerous. But it's when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. It's when he's healthy because he's been battling with shit the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I um, uh, the game ends with a walk off touchdown by Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because since he got the ball back first, scored, scored a, a field, field goal, goal. and uh, Ayuk scores the touchdown for the win. Yep. Our second overtime game of the week: the Buffalo Bills taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers won this game thirty three to twenty seven. The Bucs were running away with this game for a while. And I said last week that the Bucs were going to run these guys over. And if the Bucs hadn't gotten fucking lazy on defense, this game is never close. It's kind of, I don't want to say, it It reminds me of the Patriots a little bit when Brady was on it. Because there were so many games where I'd be like, oh my god, the Patriots have such a huge lead. But then they'd let teams get back into it. Yeah. And then it'd be like a... It'd be like a heart attack at the end. Yeah. And then eventually they would win it. Yeah. Like, this is reminds me of unless Tom Brady is the ultimate drama actor because oh he God. does this all the time. Yes. He makes queen. every single game matter. He makes every second of every game matter. Yeah. He has fun with it too. He really, well, because you know he's going into it like, oh yeah, we're going to let him back in and we're going to make it a little interesting and then we're just going to run away with it. Yeah. Like little, uh, in dramatic fashion with a 50 yard, 58 yard touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And it ends in. Uh, Brashad Perriman, mm-hmm. his one reception of the game is that 50-yard touchdown in the – his in one reception, f- second target of the game. Yeah. Is how they win this game. Yeah. In overtime. So dramatic. But this game should not have gone to overtime. No, I shouldn't. But, but Tampa got ton, sloppy. Tons of credit for the Bills for battling back. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know um, what I mean? They, Josh Allen. Josh Allen played phenomenally. Yes. Walked out on a boot, though. So we'll have to see where that goes. But yeah. – I mean, just He'll play Tampa Bay was Tampa Bay was running these guys over. They weren't even supposed to be on the same field. Both the offense and the defense both got lazy. Yes, yes, yes. Although Brady was showing the wheels this week. Uh, oh, he was running. And he, and he was. Did you see him? He was like getting up in people's faces and stuff for too, first like downs. Someone... Do you hear what Bruce Arians said? That'll Is be it, enough of that shit. He's like, fucking stop! You're 44 years old. goddammit. it! Enough of that shit. That shit ain't happening anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. No more running, Brady. No nope. more running. All right. Sunday night football. The Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. What a great first half. The Packers win this game 45-30. to 30. Minus the pick six. That discount double check. He's My offensive player of the week is Aaron Rodgers. I hate to say it, but. I mean. Th- Rodgers lit it up. I. What's there to say? I'm, what's there to say? Nagy's a fucking idiot. That's what there's to say. How dare you go into halftime talking to the sideline reporter saying, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. What do you mean it's fun? What do you mean it's fun? You're in Lambeau Field facing the Green Bay Packers and you're up by six going into halftime. What's fun about that? No. Fucking get your ass together. Get prepared for the second half because guess who starts the second half with the ball? Green Bay. They get the ball to start the second half. All right? And you know what Green Bay did when they went into the into the locker room? They made adjustments. Because what happened to Chicago? They lost their starting left tackle. Jason Peters left the game. So there was a rookie left tackle. So what did Green Bay do? They put their tackle best side. pass rusher against that tackle on the very first drive in the second half for Chicago. And what happened? Strip sack. A six-point lead turned into an eight-point deficit in 30 seconds. 
okay? If we pick special teams players of the week, it'd be it'd be the guy from Chicago. With the punt, that punt return was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That punt return was incredible. That was like a la Devin Hester incredible. Okay, I know, like, yeah. went to one side of the field yeah, and they just cut around. all the way back around. Okay, but like Chicago was making this a game. Mm-hmm. They made this a game. It would have been a game too if that punt that they returned for a touchdown wasn't called back. Because then they would have went. Then what a bad call on that! Like saying the guy was the guy was keeping himself out of bounds. No, he wasn't. Go back and look at the replay. He was forced out of bounds, and then as he was trying to come back in, what he, he's just supposed to be like a straight line and just come right back in? Yeah. Like no, he's got to take a he's got to take a detour. Like it, it's a it's a bad call. And then the onside kick. Yeah. The onside kick. Why isn't he allowed to return that? What? I think that's a stupid rule. It, it, it is such a stupid rule. It, it's such a stupid rule. And, like, whatever. They, they they had no business being in the game because this is this is varsity versus JV at this point. But Justin Fields needs to get his head out of his ass. Like, he's staring down receivers. And then he wonders why he gives up a fucking pick sick to one of the most dangerous cornerbacks in the NFL. It's two weeks in a row that this guy's... Yeah, Razul. Razul's had an uh, interception for return for a touchdown for two consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. The guy's clearly jumping routes. What the fuck? You, first, you're late on the throw. The ball should be leaving your hands as soon as that guy hits his break. Mm-hmm. And second, you're staring at him. The guy's in cover three. He literally just came around. He, he He's in cover three. He's backpedaling. He knows you're not going to run a double move. So as soon as he sees the, the wide receiver's tur- foot in the turf, cutting, he knows he can jump the route. Like, throw the ball on time or don't throw the ball at all mm-hmm. because you were running all over the field. You, you, you were making yeah. plays out with your legs the entire game. Um, What happened to handing the ball to David Montgomery? Like, fucking guy, the guy had 12-yard runs, 16-yard runs, and you don't fucking hear from him again. Robert Quinn had a great game, two yeah. sacks. Um, He's doing everything with nobody helping him on the line. No Akeem Hicks, no Khalil Mack. Roquan Smith comes in with a hamstring injury, leaves with a hamstring injury. Um, Give all the credit in the world to Green Bay. Green Bay was losing this game. They were losing this game. They, Chicago wasn't winning. Green Bay was losing yeah. this game, okay? And they went into halftime, they made adjustments, and they went down from they went they were down 6 to up 8 mm-hmm. in 30 seconds. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. And they never let Chicago back in the game. Mm-hmm. All the fun that they were all the fucking fun that they were having. Yeah. Great fucking job, Matt Nagy. Fucking asshole. <laughs> well, we got one game left, Dave. Monday Night Football, probably game of the week. The Rams taking on the Arizona Cards. I said this earlier, and this is the only note that I have under here. We don't know what the best team in the NFL is. Nope. I was was surprised by this game, to be quite honest with you. This is the most complete game the Rams have played in the last few weeks. I said last week on the podcast that Matt Stafford had to show up in a primetime game mm-hmm. against primetime competition. And he did this week. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. his most notable win. One All done, season. I would say probably in his career. Well, he played for fucking Detroit. Well, Sorry, Angela. Well, but he played for fucking Detroit. I mean, what? they made the playoffs once mm-hmm. in his career in Detroit. Yes. One time. Was okay. it once or twice and he just never no, won a game? No, once. once. It was okay. once. I think it was a year he broke his back or his chest or something. It was fucking crazy. But... He made made the playoffs once, so he's never really had too many meaningful games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, whenever he faced better competition, he was always on the JV squad. He was never yeah. on the varsity yeah. squad, even though he had varsity talent. He had Calvin Johnson, <gasps> Megatron. You know what I mean? But he just 
it was a bad culture there. There was always coaching changes and offensive coordinator changes and all this other nonsense. He's now on a team that has so much talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cooper Cup, first receiver in NFL history through 10 weeks to have 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns. First receiver in NFL history to do that. Think about the receivers in NFL history. And there's a, you, got, you got Megatron, you have Jerry Rice, you have... Lynn Swan, like you have all these guys from Terrell the Owens, Randy Moss, yeah. like I'm just, when he was with Tom Brady too. Yes, yeah. I mean, Cup, thirteen for fifteen, one hundred twenty-three yards, one touchdown. Um, I mean, OBJ had a good game too. He was yep. six for seven, seventy-seven yards, a touchdown. Yep. Um, Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson, two even though for Van, three fifty-eight yards, even though Van touchdown. Jefferson was getting penalty after penalty after penalty with offensive pass interference shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my defensive player of the week's on this game. Aaron Donald, Aaron went Donald. off. Three and a half sacks. He closed the game with yep. a sack. Like, fir- wasn't it the first play of the game he sacked? First Tyler? play of the game he sacked. The last play, last of, the play of the game he sacked him. And he dropped him back a lot too. Yes, he was just pushing the offensive line. Oh, he he was. He is a monster. And I mean, in in this Rams win, it it's not like the the Cardinals didn't show out either. No, they. Played. I mean, Kyler played well. 30 but, to, 32 for forty nine, which I mean is not great, but three hundred eighty three yards through the through the air. The problem is, is yeah. the the problem is. The Cardinals in the red zone, I think, went two for four or two for five yeah. or something like that. They had, they had turnovers in the end zone. They had turnovers on downs in the in, in the red zone. Like you can't do that. You can't do that. You against a team that's of equal talent, you cannot be losing drives where you need to put points on the board. Yeah, it's just simple as that. I mean, your two touchdowns came from rushes from James Conner. Yes, who again had another week, and I think that's seven weeks in a row James Conner has scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. James Conner's been having a phenomenal season. Stuff that he was never able to do in Pittsburgh. Receiving I mean, the ball out of the backfield and stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's their second string running back. Because their first was uh, Chase Edmonds. Yes. Who yep. went out hurt. Yep. And James Conner's just stepped up. Yes, yep. he has. He definitely has stepped up. Um, the big thing, I mean, you have to you have to really just... This is this is a tale of two teams that are, that are going to battle it out for this division for the rest of the year. Now the question is, is you know... What version of the Cardinals are we going to get? Because I'm sorry, the last two weeks they have not looked. They mm-hmm. have not looked like this number one seed that everyone keeps putting them up there as. You have to remember, they beat Chicago because of turnovers. They didn't beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they went out there and were driving 80 yards down the field on every drive and scoring touchdowns. No, they were driving 22 yards and 15 yards. It was all short fields. Yeah. Okay, they scored 24 point, 20 of their thir- 24 of their 33 points against Chicago last week, all off of turnovers. Okay, and then this week they're getting into the red zone and they're making mistakes. Mm-hmm. So something needs to give here because they c- they're going to make the playoffs. We're not worried about that. No, there's no way that they're going to fall so far out of this that they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they cannot play this way. In the playoffs. If and they're planning on going anywhere. And I'm telling you something right now. They lost to Green Bay. Green Bay, Arizona, and Tampa Bay are all tied for the number one seed right now mm-hmm. in the NFC. Don't let Green Bay get to the number one seed. Don't. Don't let do them get a first round by. Don't let them get a first round by. You do not want to be playing in Green Again, I said it weeks back. If Green Bay gets an one seed, they're going to the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to go they're to Green my Super Bay. Super Bowl pick. I mean, granted, they, the Bucks did win last year, but you got that's Tom freaking Brady. Yeah. Not Kyler Murray. I and that would be his first time in the playoffs. I don't have faith that Kyler Murray would be able to go on the road in a hostile environment like 
Lambo because there's nothing else like it. No, there isn't. You're going to be dealing with subterranean temperatures. You know what I mean? It's going to be below freezing the entire time in January like and February. Hell, it yes. might okay. snow. It, it probably will. will. Snow. It will. It, it, it snowed this past yeah, week before they, the Bears game. It just cleared up enough for that there wasn't on the field. Yeah. Like, there was a snowstorm that came in on Friday, and then it cleared up on the yeah. Saturday, and it was fine for Sunday. Like, it's... it's gonna... It, there's gonna be crazy conditions, no don't, matter what. Don't let Green Bay get the number one seed. Just don't, because yeah. it's, it's gonna be bad. It's really gonna Ravens be bad. And you know what up. You know what other stadium's cold in January? New England. New England. Yeah. And guess what? New England yeah. is tied for first with KC and Tennessee. Yes. You don't want to play in KC either in the winter, too. No, you it's don't. It's cold. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee has no home field advantage. No. I'm sorry. They don't. They're down south. Anybody can play in those conditions. Yeah. But Kansas City can get cold, mm-hmm. and it's loud, and we all know, living up here in New England, that it sucks in the winter. It mm-hmm. is bad in the winter. And, I mean, that stadium rocks so much that you can be on Route 1, Again. and you can hear it. <laughs> All the way down Route mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. Don't care how far down Route One you are. You can hear it in Attleboro. You can hear it in Providence. Okay. And for people Hell, who listen, if we stepped outside my house, we're 25 minutes from Gillette. We could fucking hear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we're not down Route One. We're across 495, and there's tons of traffic and tons of woods, and it still gets that loud. Yeah. So, um, two teams to be the most dangerous in the playoffs if they get the number one seed are going to be Green Bay and New England. Mm-hmm. Especially with this defense, uh, with uh, Green Bay's offense, New England's defense. Yes, yes, and we may finally get that. We may finally get that Belichick versus Rogers Super Bowl. That'd be insane. Scores at the doors. My record coming out of last week was one nineteen eighty eight and one. Dave hit the one hundred win mark and still over a hundred losses. One hundred one hundred seven and one. Michaela ninety one sixty eight. Fuck and one. You can only lose one game next week. All That's right. what I... You can only lose one game. All right. <laughs> Angela, 92-83-1. Darian, 33-25. Ha! Still the only guy under 500. <laughs> Screw you By guys. seven games. Week 15 predictions. We've got 16 games to call here. The Thursday night football game, which is a big game on Thursday night football. Football, the oh, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Myself, I have the Chargers. Darian has the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think they're going. They're gonna go after that number one seed, so they get a win. Angela has the Chargers, and I'm taking the Chiefs. That defense is really showing up lately. I really like that defense. Up next, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Cleveland Browns. I've got the Browns winning this game. Darian's got the Raiders winning this game. I got the Browns winning this game. Uh, Angela took the Browns, and I'm going to take the Raiders. I have no faith in Cleveland. None whatsoever. On Saturday night, we have the New England Patriots taking on the Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Both myself and Darian have the Patriots winning this football game. I got the Patriots. Yeah, of course. Uh, Angela has <laughs> taken the Patriots, and I'm also going to take the Pats. Um, this is going to be running attack versus running attack. Um, I feel Belichick's one gift, his one gift he's always had his entire career is taking away your number one option. Mm-hmm. There was this, I saw something recently on Instagram. It was a video of him talking to. Chad Johnson, then Ocho Cinco, or whatever oh. his name is. and he tells him like, "Yeah, we're just gonna play uh, two cover eighty-one the entire game." And the guy's You're like, not "What? Get what, are you, what are you talking about?" He goes, yeah, that, "That's the defense we're calling. It's two cover eighty-one. That's what it is. Good luck trying to catch balls." And he shook his hand and he walked away. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's Belichick. He takes yeah. away your best option, and 
Indy's best option is the offensive player of the year, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Yep. So they are going to shove the defense down the running throat. And they're going to make Carson Wentz throw the beat ball. Beat them. Okay. It's not Nick Foles. It's Carson Wentz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Up next, the New York Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Both Darian and I have the Finns winning this game. I got Miami. Miami's going to win this game. Um, Angela's taking it. I've taken them. Um, they, they're just going to continue the uh, their latest tear. And they're playing the fucking Jets. Mm-hmm. Up next, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got the Titans. Darian's got the Steelers. I didn't pick this game, so I'm going on a whim. I'm going to pick the Steelers. Angela has taken the Titans, and I'm taking the Steelers. Really? Okay. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't have any faith in Grandpa uh, Roth, uh, Roethlisberger. Aren't you on their island like a like two weeks ago? Yeah, you or a were. Week ago, you were on a Pittsburgh island. Yeah. Yeah, but you've it's been the, on a Pittsburgh it's island the multiple Titans. times. Okay. And and it's the Titans. And. They've been okay. They've been okay recently. They haven't been the Titans of Derrick Henry. Yeah. That's true. And you have the defensive player of the year right now in TJ Watt, who's going to be chasing around um, Tannehill. So we'll see what happens. No Taylor Luan. His his season's over. So TJ Watt's going to (coughs) be facing a second string tackle. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Up next, the Washington football team taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia the first time they play with them in the next four weeks. <laughs> I got the birds. Darian's got the football team. I got the Eagles. Angel has taken the Eagles. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Mr. Heineke and Washington football team. All right. Up next, the second battle of the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. Both Darian and I got the boys. I got the Cowboys. Yeah, this is not yeah. even going to be fair. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. He's not going to play. Mike Glennon's going to play again. Up next, we have the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only reason I take the Jaguars here is because they're at home. A tie? No, I'm not taking. I'm not taking a tie. I'm I'm taking the Texans because Mills played really good last week, even though they lost. So Angela took the Texans. Um. There's a likelihood that neither of these teams score. <laughs> you want to take a tie? A 0-0 tie? If I get a 0-0 tie, do I get double the points? No, I'll give no, you. No, no. I, I, I mean, this is such a weird game to pick. I know. Like, the Jags are at home. They're both eliminated. Like, God. Do they just play for picks in this point? That That's the real question here. Is like Because they have the same exact record. So whoever loses this game essentially is going to jump the other. In, in the picks. In the picks. Um, do they... Mm. Do I'm, wanna... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna take the Jags. I'm gonna take the Jags because they're at home. Um, That's the I, only reason and I think and, and I think... And I think... I don't think Urban Meyer is necessarily leaving this upcoming year. I think, they're, I think he's gonna have one more season and I almost feel like this is gonna be like his recruiting class of mm-hmm. draft picks and stuff like that and seeing if he can... Because they, when we're going to talk about it in a few weeks, spoiler alert. But they have a ton of salary cap space coming oh, up, mm-hmm. coming into next year. So, um, they're going to build some in the draft, but a lot in free agency. Yes, yeah. and I almost feel like that's going to be Urban Meyer's like creme de la creme. Now the problem is, is anybody going to really trust them? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Shoney hasn't really done anything in the NFL yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but I'm going to go Jags. Up next, the Arizona Cardinals taking Oof. on the Detroit Lions. Darian and I pick Zona. Uh, Angela, enjoy your island. Yeah. Yeah. All Angela's right. going to take the Lions. The thing uh, is, they're going to win. Like we're all If fishing. they beat Arizona, like, then what happens then is... Then Arizona doesn't deserve no, to go to this. No, 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 no. Doink math. <clears throat> Lions beat Arizona. Bears beat Lions. Bears are better than the Cardinals. <laughs> we have the math to support it. And it's there. <laughs> go Detroit. I'm still not picking you. <laughs> Up next, the Carolina Panthers taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I'm almost certain this is a Buffalo sweep. Yeah, I got Buffalo. Yeah, we all have Buffalo, which means they are losing this f- this game somehow. <laughs> Up next, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I believe we have a San Francisco sweep. Yeah, I got San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. As long so as San Francisco is going to lose long, this game. As long as San Francisco can continue to win, they're going to stay in the wild card. And so long as Kittle stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah, he can carry Jimmy Garoppolo to the <laughs> promised Literally land. on his back. Yes. Up next, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Denver Broncos. That was a one-week high, I think, for Denver. I think we have a Cincinnati sweep. Yeah. Because Cincinnati's trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And they have a real legitimate chance here. They really do. Especially with who the Ravens have to play this week. Yeah. Up next, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I myself have the Green Bay Packers. Darian has the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Packers. Darian's on an island because I'm taking the Packers as well as Angela. Especially if Lamar's out, I... Yeah, if Lamar's out, it's like it's it's Green Bay. Yeah, it's Green Bay. Up next, the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. I think we have a Rams sweep. You do not. I'm picking Seattle because the Rams have a lot of players right now that are potentially lost due to COVID. That's true. That's the only reason I'm picking Seattle because obviously some of those players may test negative and be able to come back. But as it is right now at this present moment, I'm picking Seattle. Okay. Am I on my island? You're on your island. Cool. Yay. I thought I was going to be on an island this week, but somebody's actually got some faith. So, <laughs> Up next, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Tampa Bray Gronkineers. You do this every Tampa, time. You Tampa co- Brady Gronkineers. You, you fumble this every time. <laughs> it's like Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Tampa Pro The Tampa Bay Bucks at home. Against the Saints. They sweep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tampa Bay's taking this game. Especially if they have to keep pace with a team like Green Bay. Like, they cannot fall back from Green Bay. And Arizona has an easy game. So, Tampa Bay has to continue to keep pace with these guys until one of them falls back. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. I believe I'm on an island because I have the Vikings. Darian's got the Bears. I I have the Bears. Holy shit, you are on an island. I thought I was going to be on an island for this game. Fuck yeah. All right. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and fuck her cousin. Yes, you you Judas. (laughs) This is your third week in a row. Judas. No, second week in a row. I know, it was me. Yeah, it was you. No, it's you. He's doubling down. Dude, you know what? I hope Robert Quinn comes clean off the edge and rips Kirk Cousins' helmet off. All jokes aside... I actually looked up some stats, and Kirk Cousins has some really good stats this year. He's got really good stats. I think he has, what, three interceptions all year to, like, 27 yeah. or 28 he's touchdowns? Really... 27 to five interceptions. 27 but to yeah, five. But, yeah, he's still under 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually, if you put up them stats, your team's got a winning record. 
Like, yeah, and you I have mean, two of one the best duo of wide receivers you and have, a great uh, running back. Yeah, you have like the best three headed monster in the NFL right now. And yeah, but Kirk Cousins. You have Thielen, you have Jefferson, Jefferson and you have Cook. Cook. Yes, yeah. Come on, like seriously. And it's not like you have piss poor stats. It's just how's their defense? <laughs> it, it it's I I can't even explain it. Go Bears! Fuck you! The Bears. <laughs> Like seriously, you you really took the Vikings? Yeah, I took oh the Vikings. It could have been a clean sweep, and you're I over here like. I took the Vikings. Vikings gonna win. take oh, Kirk. Put my hair. Put oh, my Kirk. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> you one? love you some Kirk Cousins. Media. He didn't, he didn't fuck your Eagles enough when he played for Washington. <laughs> Media suggestions. <laughs> I bet, you I killed bet, Michaela. I bet, I bet yours is a YouTube video of Kirk Cousins shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> She's now crying. Just no. so everyone knows, oh I'm, I'm the comedy relief and the heel. So He is the heel a million percent. Oh, man. I wish you know, we had you video. Know, this is you know great. That, you know that face that the heel always turns to be on their side and then they turn on the face. That's what you've done to Michaela, okay? <laughs> what are you talking about? I brought it to the dock side. She enjoys it. My media suggestion this week, it's a new single that came out by a German band. They are known as Future Palace. Um, it's a female-led band. Um, the lead singer's name is Maria. I don't know her last name. Um, but they just came out with their new song, Paradise. Now, for those of you who know metal, you know Spirit Box, and you know Dreamscape. This is like a combination of the two, where it's like a really melodic female-led vocalist that also can scream her fucking head off, <laughs> and it's delightful. Nice. It is it sounds incredible. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Oh, I'll go next, I guess, because Michaela's going and searching right now, because she's going to try to find that YouTube clip I was talking about. <laughs> um, For my... Media suggestion, I'm going back to a single, because like I said, I was going to go single, album, single, album. So uh, the single I'm going on is, an, an uh, the name of the song is Carry On, and the name of the band is Mushroomhead. Um, anybody who knows, I'm big into like heavy metal, but Mushroomhead's a little bit different when it comes to the heavy metal genre. Um, they do a lot of um, playing with, uh, kind of like what you're talking about with this band, where it's really changes of... Mm-hmm. Um, musical tonage or different types of lead singers. I mean, through the history of Mushroom Head, I think they've had like six different singers in the band. Jesus. Okay. Um, but in this current iteration and in this song, there is a female vocalist in this song and her voice up against the voice of the lead singer, which is J-Man, is like like true sonic dichotomy. Like it just, it's so different and it works so well in the song. And then there's a third singer who sits right there in the middle who just carries the tone in the chorus so well. So the name of the song is Carry On by Mushroomhead. Very nice. Um, so this week I'm going with a single single um, off of the Front Bottoms most recent album, which was last year, In Sickness and In the Flame. And In Flames, um, the song is called The Truth and it's just like, it's just such a nice song to listen to. Every time I hear it, it just makes me so happy, especially with the chorus. It's just like one of those songs that just like brightens up my day. So that's mine. The Truth by the Front Bottoms. Mm-hmm. The Front Bottoms. I'm currently taking notes as we talk about these, so I don't forget <laughs> what the fuck they are. <laughs> Dave, take us home. As always, everybody, thank you for tuning into the uh, 
episode of Doink that we produced this week. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to any of us on our personals on Instagram. Obviously, you have David at Dare, D-E-R underscore Laufen, L-A-U-F-A-N, F-E-N underscore Doink, D-O-I-N-K underscore 508. Josh, you are? I'm at the J-L-T-H-E-J-A-U-L-D. And you have Michaela. I'm at Mickey underscore 16, M-I-C-K-Y-Y underscore 16. I love how you go up on that Y-Y. <laughs> Y-Y. <laughs> um, and then you can also reach out to the actual podcast at the Double Doink Network. Double Doink Network. Okay, Double Doink Network. Whatever. Put a the in front of it so I don't screw this up every week. Listen, okay. So I have decals on my card that have the Instagram at. I have already changed it once. I'm not changing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Too much work. I'm going to change my handle next week. <laughs> Just to fuck with everybody. That's fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's gone in January. Um, so thank you as always. Um, if there are questions, comments, or concerns, just reach out us, Reach out to us there. Um, also, if you're trying to locate the podcast for the first time, if someone suggested it to you guys, always find all of our old episodes anywhere on any podcast streaming platform. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, PodGalaxy, PodPlanet. Pod Pluto, whatever podcast you can find. We're going to be everywhere. Just look up Double Doink and you'll find us. Um, This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out.